Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special lady. Her name is Tony Patillo. And for over 20 years, she's been in real estate. And before that, she was in the entertainment industry. But she's thriving more than uh, ever. She, she's been awarded one of the most prestigious recognitions in her field. And she has been, uh, is now an exclusive honoree into America's top 100 real estate agents. But, but you know, although this is something she does, she doesn't define herself by this. Uh, Tony is very much into mindset. She's very much into coaching. She's very much into helping people through her philanthropy. And, and these are the things I want to concentrate in all of this because I know Tony has a worldview that most people need to listen to and can learn mm -hmm. from. Thank mm -hmm. you very much for being here, Tony. Well, I really appreciate the, uh, the opportunity. It's an honor. It's a privilege. And thank you so much for having me. So I'm going to start with a real tough question. How, uh -oh. did, how did you get to where you are now? A woman of your caliber has not gotten there without climbing mountains of adversity. And, and I, I mean mountains, uh, you know, racial mountains, other mountains, women yeah. mountains, you know, all these things are not, nor, are not easy for a, a black woman in, even in, in 2022, let alone yeah. the years you did the things you did. So, <laughs> so let's go back a little bit and find out how Tony got to where she is. Mm, wow. Well, that's a, that, that, that is going back a little bit. And, and I was very, very blessed and fortunate to have parents who were very, engaged in community and very, um, very much about empowerment. And my parents, of course, when I was five years old, I was, you know, born here in Los Angeles, but my mom was a, a real estate broker and my dad, you know, he, he had multiple different types of work that he was involved in, but we had an opportunity to move to Yakima, Washington. Yakima, Washington is the Pacific Northwest. Uh, there was a dear friend of our families who had a property out there, 11 acres, and it was across the street from the Yakima Firing Center. And we had the opportunity to uh, acquire that property and relocate from California to Washington State, which was, you know, this wonderful place to raise kids and whatnot. Although I was the fourth of, uh, I was the youngest of four. And I was also uh, 11 years, you know, junior to my next sister, my sibling. And so she and I were the two that actually relocated to Washington State. My other two siblings were already married and gone and, and with children and whatnot. So we moved to Washington. 
And, you know, my mom was going for a position at a real estate firm there in Yakima, Washington. Yakima, by the way, is an Indian reservation. So that's a whole nother dynamic of this, this journey. Well, my mom gets, she, you know, she gets this opportunity to go to, to Yakima, Washington and, and sell real estate. Well, lo and behold, when they saw that she was an African-American woman, back on those days, we didn't have technology. We didn't have, you know, ways of doing phone interviews. Well, well, we did. She did a phone interview, but there was no visuals, right? She, she, when they discovered she was a black woman, suddenly the position was no longer available and they had changed directions and whatnot. So that sent my mom and my, my dad into a whole nother zone of uh, activity, to say the least. And we went, we left Yakima, we went over to Seattle, Washington, which is about 140 miles east. And my mom thought, you know, okay, so let's see about getting some work over there. Um, same thing happened, actually. So we ended up coming back to Yakima. But my mom got very, very ingrained in the civil rights movement and uh, super, super involved. And we ended up building a, a cultural center. We lived about 15 miles out of Yakima in a little town called Sela. Well, anyway, that, that, that started the whole journey of the racial thing. I didn't even know that I was an African-American little girl. I didn't know there was a difference between races, per se. I knew that, that you know, living in L.A., we have a multitude of, of uh, races and but we didn't look at each other as being black or, you know, Indian or uh, Chinese or Japanese. We, it, we were just people. And uh, sure enough, uh, you know, life changed. Life changed and we had to really adapt to it. And what we discovered is that many of the, the kids in the community of Yakima uh, that were African-American, you know, they were also being deprived of their history. So my mother, who was very, you know, like I say, she leaned into this thing big time. Um, she got quite involved in protest and different types of activities, but she, she, she became pretty radical in this space. And my dad, of course, was right there to support her. So this is what I grew up around in, in this civil rights movement. Now, the school system that I was going to, I was only a little African-American kid in this school. And I got, you know, made fun of. I got bullied. Um, was It was pretty intense to the extent that um, my mom and dad pulled me out of that school and just homeschooled me from there. Um, they, they were making fun of me. They were calling me names. They were spitting spit watts at me. And when I'd go to the, to the teacher and say, you know, I need help. This is not, this is not fair. And she would say, well, you're just going to get have, have to get used to this. You're going to have to toughen up and get used to this, Tony. I thought, oh, wow. So and it progressed. It got worse. And I went to the principal. The principal was even worse. It was, you know, I was I was being reprimanded. And uh, they said they were going to call my parents. I said, please, <laughs> please call my parents. So. Sure enough, they, they pulled me out of the school and I stayed in and my mom homeschooled me until uh, the 11th grade. And then I went back into the public schools in Yakima, 
this, this, that first school where I was being bullied was in that little town, Sela, Sela, watch Sela, Washington. Sela was a uh, lot of lot of Ku Klux Klan. Okay, we we had crosses burnt on our front yard. We had all kinds of things that we endured during these days, and uh, it was just it was pretty intense. But my mom really leaned into it. Uh, my dad, so they became quite active in the community. And they, like I said, they built a cultural center on our land. It was around, they called it the Af- African village, uh, 20 square, 20,000 square feet, two stories. Uh, they, they built a stage there. Um, my father was a director as well. So he, we, they created a, a whole uh, performance group. And my mom taught there. She taught mathematics. She taught history. She taught um, arts and crafts. So there was this whole thing that we designed and developed as a way to empower the African-American community and the, the people of color. This is where we got very involved with the, with the nation, the, the uh, Indian nation. And it just, it just that's, that's where it began. So when I was old enough to go to college, I went over to Seattle, Washington. And um, and then from there, my sister, who had also moved into uh, moved to Washington with us, she was 11 years older, older than I am. And so she was graduating from from high school in that first year when we got to Yakima. So I basically grew up uh, after my sister went back. She's she went back to California. She was actually recruited by um, Pearl Pearl Bailey. And my sister's a vocalist, and she was recruited by Pearl Bailey. And then from there, she went on, the, on to explore her, her entertainment career. Worked for people like Duke Ellington for many years up until he passed. She worked with Andy Williams for years. She had multiple people that she was fortunate enough to work with. But all of this, while she was doing her thing and traveling and back on the road, I was home with mom and dad as, an, as like an only child. But I was quite, you know, I didn't have your normal childhood, if you would say, where I had my friends and I would go to my, no, I was much, it was much, pretty much all adults around me. Um, They did, I did have friends that I knew, but it was just a different kind of an, uh, an environment, a different kind of an upbringing. And that's, you know, it didn't really hit me until I got back to California and I was working with my sister in the entertainment business. Um, it didn't dawn on me until I was much later uh, in my adulthood that I how influenced I was by by that experience in in Washington. And, and well, isn't isn't it amazing how such a negative experience in school yeah, led yeah. to such a positive experience in your real life? Yeah. And the the key is, you know, I have a motto, and it's like this it's not what happens to you it's what you do with what happens and right I, I i think that is a very important thing and i think that's a philosophy that you embody as well mm. because no matter what's happened to you you've risen above it you've mm. literally taken the 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 situation and yeah. turned it into an opportunity for you yeah and and that has always been something you've done throughout your whole life. Yeah. 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 It's been, 
quite a, a beautiful journey as I, you know, look over the past and I never felt I've never, and this is, I, I credit my parents for this because they didn't raise us with a lack mentality. They didn't raise us with a victim mentality. We, we really did not, we, we never knew if we had money or not. It didn't matter because it, we were in an, we were, we were well provided for, we were well cared for, we were loved. And so we didn't, we didn't fall into that boat of victim. You know, that was one of the things. And still today, I have a tough time leaning into, you know, well, I'm African-American, I'm black. So therefore, you know, that equates to me have, having a, a rough, I don't know. I just can't, I can't fall into that bag. You know, if you want, you can have whatever you want. There's nothing that can stop you from having whatever it is you want. And I don't care what your color is, what your gender is. There's nothing that you can't have or that you can't achieve. So I, d I just refuse to use our race or my gender. I refuse to, to allow any of that to um, put a label on me. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's just like, no, we, we, all have, we all have a shot here. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think that's that's important here is that, uh, you know, things in life are going to knock you down. There's no doubt about it. There's yeah. always going to be something that you fail at. There's yeah. always going to be something that you try. And despite your best efforts, it's not going to work out the way you want it to. Yeah. I, I, I don't care what that is, whether it's in the entertainment industry or whether it's in the business of selling, yeah. uh, you know, you might put together a huge property deal and then at the last minute it falls through. And, and yep. you know, that's the business of, of real estate, that real yeah. estate is always uh, one of those things that that works and then it doesn't work and then it doesn't <laughs> you're, you're having a boom and then you're not having a boom and, so and you know and uh, there's money to be made in boom times and non-boom times that's based right. on how you look at it that is and, absolutely correct yeah. yeah it's all mindset yeah exactly it's, it's, you know it's mindset but it's also having faith and trusting that especially when you you know i i just believe that you you must stay connected to source you know your source that could be i mean there's a lot of people who are, have their religions then there's those folks who have their various modalities of practice um whatever that connection is for you i call it being connected to source and you know, I did not, I was not raised in the church. My siblings were raised in the church. My parents grew up and they were involved very heavily with the church. But when the civil rights movement was, was in, in high motion, my mom uh, began to see things that were a little disturbing, hypocritical for lack of a better way to describe it. And so she kind of leaned away from the whole church thing while I was coming up. And, and so I didn't grow up um, going to Bible study or, you know, I, I didn't grow up in the church, but I knew 
after I get to a certain age, I knew that there was something that was magical about this place, this, this life, this experience. And I knew it was bigger than we, than, than us. <laughs> I knew it was bigger than us. I didn't know what it was, but I, I would hear about different um, things with, with respect to religion and the Bible and the stories, the biblical stories, scripture, et cetera. But I didn't really, it, it, I didn't, it just, I wasn't connecting with it. Okay. But I did know that there was something that was bigger than us that was running this thing. <laughs> right. So I began to study and I started studying metaphysics. And then I started to get deeper into um, universal laws, if you would. And uh, anyway, it, w- it was just kind of an interesting thing. And, and the more I began to learn and the more I be- began to connect and the more I realized this is, this is energetic, this is those kinds of things I truly resonated with. So I began to just do more personal development, if you would. And it wasn't something I was looking to uh, convert anybody else to or, you know, get them to see it my way. It was very personal for me, very private. So this has been an ongoing thing and this is where I'm at today. But, you know, my whole objective today is I really want to carry on. I really want to continue to carry my parents' legacy. And that is how many people can I help? How many people can I help make a difference in their lives? And whether that's in entertainment or whether that's in real estate or whether that's just in general uh, with, you know, being able to empower um, people of all walks of life, all genders. And what can I do to make a contribution? What can I do to help make a difference in your life? You know, we all have the ability to soar and we have, we we need to embrace and and empower. Right. So. Yeah, that's huge. Now, Mm. now, Tony, if you met a younger version of yourself on the street, what, (laughs) what, what advice? That is so funny. What Um, advice would you give that younger person? (laughs) Well, first, I would say there's several things, but, you know, don't get attached to the outcome. Be clear about what, what it is you want and why. Be clear about what it is you want and why. And get to know yourself so that you can understand what your purpose is, because each one of us has a purpose. I'm really strong on not getting attached to the outcome, because what happens is you set yourself up for disappointment. So it's, you know, allow yourself to go with the flow, get in flow and Learn to listen. Listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. Your gut, when your gut speaks, it's most like it's mostly right on point because you can feel it. So, you know, pay attention to what you want and why. And really stay close to your passion. Stay close to what you resonate with. It's it's important because that's where... You know, 
for many, many years, we're, we're conditioned and we're raised to believe that we should do this, then we should do this next, and then we should do that, whether that's go to school, get your education, get a good job, meet your, your, your loved one, <laughs> meet your, the, your other, better half, your husband, your wife, have children, raise them. It, it, there's this whole conditioning of this is how it's got to go. So what happens is when people don't find themselves on that journey, then suddenly they feel like they're short or, you know, something happened that's wrong or, or I missed out or whatever that you go to the victim mode. But the truth is we're all right where we're supposed to be. We're all right where we're supposed to be. Even everything happens for a reason. And even when it doesn't feel good, it's there's something good to come from it. There's something good to come from it because we grow. It's like change. You know, when, when the pandemic hit, everything changed and everyone has been scrambling and just completely affected by this. And it's, it's, it's change, but change is growth. Change is growth. There, there's a ton of, I could probably name more positive things that have taken place since the pandemic than the negatives. And so we have to embrace whatever it is that is, is, is circling around us. We need to embrace it and, and learn that there's another message in there for us. There's another, there's a deeper message for us. So anyway, I, that was kind of a long answer. <laughs> no, and that's a good answer. That, that's a very good answer. Uh, Tony, this show is called How to Live a Fantastic Life Show. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask you a pointed question. How do you live a fantastic life? Oh, I love that question. I love it because I really am an avid believer that you must practice personal development. And personal development means you commit to a, a specific time of day or whether it's not just time of day. I personally, when I wake up, I love to first start out with an act of gratitude, really identifying all the things that I'm grateful for, all the things that uh, I want to attract into my life. And gratitude, in my opinion, is the number one healer, um, it melts karma. <laughs> so, you know, just starting your day with a routine, if you would, I call them rituals where you really get, you get to, to be still connect with source and be grateful. And then you, you can go into whatever it is, whether it's affirmations or prayer or, decrees or mantras or some sort of, um, you know, yoga, some sort of a practice where you can really get tuned in. And what I call it is tuning in. And this is a formula for a fantastic life because once you align yourself, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have some bumps in the road during the day. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're not going to have some challenges that you'll deal with throughout your journey. But when you start your day 
with connecting to store source and really tuning in and acknowledging what you're grateful for and visualizing what you would like to attract into your life. That's the formula for a fantastic life. And of course, being purposeful, being clear about your purpose. And, you know, there's so many, so many of us that are just not clear. We don't even know, you know, sometimes I'll ask people that I'm working with and I'm coaching with, well, what, what is it that you want? What specifically? Give me the specifics. I want details. The more specific you can be, the more, the more clarity. Universe understands clarity. So the more specific you can be, the, the more likely you can manifest these things. So, here. Well, you know, Tony, our time has flown by already. Wow. <laughs> it has been a very uh, quick uh, half an hour. Yeah. Uh, I would like um, you to give us a way for people to get in touch with your world if they'd like to and find sure. out more from you and the other things you have to offer. Okay. Well, I think the easiest um, way, I have a, a site. It's, a, it's called everythingtonypatillo.com. And in that site, you will see my, um, my real estate life. You will see my coaching life. Um, I just recently retired from one particular brokerage. I've been a broker for many years, but I made a transition. And, and so you'll see my uh, new partnership with the, um, it's kind of a very high tech brokerage, but, but at any rate, everything com is the best way to find me. And you can contact me through there. Uh, I'm all over social media. Uh, Tony Patillo under at Tony Patillo uh, behind the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. They've got me doing it all, but <laughs> that's the best way to find me. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. And, and that's good. That way people yeah. can find you if they want to. Well, thank that's you, right. Tony. Yeah, thank, thank you for, for having sharing me. your wisdom today. And you are a wonderful, gracious lady. And uh, thank you very much for, for sparing the t sharing the time with us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Doctor. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope to talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic day.